Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. A wall that's believed to be a gateway to the old Limerick city from as far back as the 12th century has been discovered on a site at St Anne's Court at the junction of Island Road and at Lunkert Street. And on the line now to chat a bit more about this discovery, we have local activist Fionnán Coughlin and Councillor John Costello. And both of you are very welcome. Uh, Councillor Costello, I know it's a place you walk pretty much every day. Turns out there was quite a bit of history close to you at the time. Yeah, thanks, Joe. Uh, I didn't realise I was walking on hallowed ground there for many years. Um, yeah, just to discover, Joe, is that it's game-changer in our medieval quarter here, Joe. Like, we're going back to the 12th century here. The local nunnery, St Anne's Nunnery, was founded just down the road from this particular site. And, uh, I mean, so we need to incorporate this site. Um, Little Island Gate is a picture and maps going back to the 1500s, Joe. Uh, first of all, there's tremendous potential in any future development in our site, in, our, in the highlights, and we established the line of the wall here, Joe, and the location of the gate is imperative, Joe. Like city defences are considered to be of national importance and therefore they're designated as national monuments, Joe. So we have it on our own doorstep. We are in the medieval quarter, so let's protect it, Joe. Now, initially, about four years ago, I raised the site of St Anne's, which is a little site at the back of Sonny's Corner, where there were 10 units, uh, local lad there, Nicky Lloyd, actually minded him for many, many years, God, God be good to his soul. And he kept raising about St. Anne's, so important was the area. I didn't realise that adjacent to us, this fantastic site was there at our very eyes. Now, I worked Can you just explain for people who wouldn't be aware how this discovery came about? They were actually doing some groundwork. The lads, the, the workers were doing some groundwork. And they asked the city uh, archaeologists actually knew the wall was in the vicinity, but it was pure potluck. Whatever way they dug down, there it was. So it's down about two metres, Joe, roughly about two metres. I was speaking to the engineers there. And because people will be now, aware, of course, that there are parts of the old city walls that are above ground and are well known. Yeah, John, some of the, some of the walls is in bad state. Now, there is an initiative there at the wall, for the wall cities of Ireland. That funding is there to restore these walls and the council should avail of that. Now, um, I'm, of the, I'm of the opinion we should incorporate maybe the new design with the new with the old wall stuff, new wall, if you know where you're coming from. Uh, it's very, very important. And it's very, can very can you just also explain you know, what is this work that they're doing about um, Councillor Costello? Well, most of it is testing the groundwork now. I know I'm not fair what the full um, the full operation is. Now I'm meeting the conservation officer on Friday, so I'll get a briefing off of him as well. So but, I'll but more, is it I'll part more of a housing development that that's the work that they're preparing? Yeah, for? It, it, yes. If you know Sunny's Corner, Sunny's Corner is adjacent to Longer Street, Stroke Island Road. It's just in front of St Anne's Court. Now they, they wanted to incorporate uh, Sunny's Corner within St Anne's Court, so that stopped. So it's a blessing upon in disguise that it has stopped. That if, if it went ahead with the work, we would have lost this treasure. You know right. what I mean? And yeah, it's, I think it's very exciting time. We're chatting to Councillor John Costello, as I mentioned, with local activist Fionnán Coughlin with us as well. Uh, Fionnán, I must say, I, I love the walk down through Nicholas Street in particular. I just think that it has so much history attached to it. You can feel the atmosphere of it, um, but probably not as utilised and as promoted as it needs to be, that whole area, in fact. Well, thanks for having me on, Joe. And, uh, yeah, that's actually where I met John, was on Nicholas Street, because I just recently, well, six months ago now, I moved on to 
the historic King's Island. And like John, I'm very, I consider myself very lucky to be living in the most historic part of Limerick. And uh, I was walking down Nicholas Street, and that's where I met John. And, and we really, you know, struck a chord because we were both interested in the history of our neighbourhood. And he was showing me the walls and telling me the stories. And I got really interested in the area. And I used to I just walk my dog around the area every day and I go on the Three Bridges walk and I also, you know, walk to work over Balls Bridge every day. So I'm constantly looking around and wondering what the old city might have looked like. And uh you can actually go online and you can find the old map of Limerick. And we're all familiar with the walls, but something that is kind of less well known and less talked about and less spoken about are the gateways of Limerick. And uh I just think that this gateway we've discovered is kind of important because there's only one gateway left standing in Limerick and that's John's Gate over by the hospital. So I just think that it'd be good now to kind of uh, bring this to people's attention because at the end of the day, walls keep us apart but gateways bring us together. So maybe we can market it in a certain way that will open it up to the community, open it up to visitors and tourists in the future. And I think it ties in nicely with the new Wild Atlantic Way uh, initiative where Limerick will become the gateway to the Wild Atlantic Way. So I think we should grab this opportunity with both hands and uh, come up with some ideas to try and promote it. Yeah, now the council themselves uh, say that as such archaeological finds are to be expected, the council carried out advanced archaeological testing to pinpoint the location of the city walls and establish below-ground remains. The testing exposed the city wall throughout and it survives at or just below ground level. The location of the wall will inform the final design uh, of the affordable housing and the plans are to preserve the wall in situ and ensure a suitable buffer around the remains. Um, So it sounds like, if I understand what they're saying, and I could be wrong here, Fionan, that they intend to leave it as is rather than maybe dig down around it and expose it further? Well, I spoke with uh, the former city archaeologist, John Elliott, and uh, he told me that they were doing the preliminary uh, excavation in order to find out where the walls were. So when they put down the foundations of these new houses, they'll be able to kind of build the houses on top of the old wall and the old gateway without damaging the gateway itself. Now, People will say that, look, we have plenty of walls already. What's the point of trying to preserve something like this? The reason why this is significant is it's not just part of the wall of Limerick. It's actually part of the gateways, which I think are even more significant. And this gateway, uh, there's lots written about it that you can find online. But I think that now that Limerick has become the gateway city to the Wild Atlantic Way, we need to say, hold on a minute. Let's take a look at these gateways. Let's promote them, not only for tourism, but also to local communities. And I think it'd be a shame if council built houses on this plot because St Anne's Court is being developed, we know that, and, and there is housing there already. But I think that this corner plot, and people just painted in people's mind, it's right there next to St Mary's Church, just down from McMahon's Butchers, and uh, there's a mural there that says we're all in this together, uh, if people are familiar with that. It's that little green spot of land there. And I myself, <laughs> I had a hunch uh, uh, that the council were going to build on that plot because I, there were... Uh, shops there before and they'd been demolished but I just think that it would be nice to keep that as a green space because there will be uh, old age pensioners going into the new buildings on St. Anne's new houses in St. Anne's Court it would be nice to have a little green area with a few trees 
few flowers, a communal garden or something. And not only is it a green space that we need to preserve, it's also historic and uh, it's yeah. not a, it's the site of the gateway. So yeah, We're chatting to local activist Fiona and Coughlin and Councillor John Costello is also with us. And John, we understand that uh, King John's Castle and its ownership and control will pass back to the council possibly later this year. Um, that whole area, we are not exploiting its potential enough at all, are we? I mean, it should be somewhere that everybody in Limerick has experienced. But the truth is, many thousands haven't. Yes, I know people who live in London, Joe. They've, they've never been to the Tower of London. They've never been to London Bridge, believe it or not. You know, so Limerick is the same. People haven't gone to the castle. Um, I'm relieved to see the uh, council have taken over the castle. Um, and the job security is very important. In the castle, we had a motion with Chan Development there recently that um, the castle is taken over by, pardon the pun, by the city council and job security is, is essential in that. We haven't marketed the castle. It's all about bon marriage, Joe. Um, I have to commend the workers in the castle who stood by their, um, their managers, etc. And um, they're still there today and they're holding out. And Joe, um, we need to market the castle. It's idle for most of the week in terms of uh, we don't have any outdoor um, activity in terms of uh, activities such as uh, poetry sessions, you know, um, according sessions, men shaking the window and, and display their wares, etc. We don't, we don't sell the castle enough, unfortunately. Yeah. We, we could have, we well, could have banquet well, inside the castle. Well, you know, well, I mean, yes, I, I, I've certainly taken visitors there to the King John's Castle experience, and it's been excellent. But I, I take your point completely. The other thing, of course, I'm very interested in this is the suggestion that it should revert to its older name, Limerick Castle, instead of King John's Castle. And, and of course, what I find absolutely fascinating, and I've seen this happen on television shows when people come from other parts of Ireland, not to mention other parts of the world, they keep getting it confused anyway. They keep calling it St. John's Castle. Yeah, well, Joel, if we win the other one this year, Joel, I'd like to call it John Coyley Castle. Joel, <laughs> TV and you, John Costello Castle. John Costello Castle. <laughs> no, it's just on the series. No, yeah, Joe, you're right, Joe. People have to call it. Even, I've seen it in print, Joe. Even City Council have, have various um, documents that they've put down St. John's Castle. It's very embarrassing, you know. It's King John's Castle. Now, I'm not a, I'm not a, a fan of royalty, Joe. They, you know, far from it, but um, I think... Um, <laughs> King John Coyley Castle has a certain uh, ring to it, John. Yeah, I, I, do you know, know what? I could think of no one who'd be more embarrassed than, than John <laughs> Coyley about that idea. But I anyway, and, and fi- finally, if you're not, there does seem to be a move for people to live in the area more, not, not just those who've grown up and have generational and family connections to the area. But you mentioned you, for example, have moved in there recently. I think some others too. Yeah, I moved in there and something I discovered is there's a great sense of community because it is an island, you almost feel like a sense of, um, I don't know, connection with the other people living on it. And it's such a historic space that literally almost every footpath, every road, you're stepping on history. And, you know, I know that the council are going to build, want to build houses. We have a housing crisis, but this is a gateway. And I really think that they should preserve it. Nice. And it's, it also acts as a way of the community who are there in the island to feel proud about where they're living and realise that this is a special place and yeah. I think things are going in the right direction. You know, we've been added to the Wild Atlantic Way which was worth 2 yeah. billion euros to the west coast of Ireland, might I add. Yeah. Yeah. If, Ireland, if Limerick can get in on a fraction of that, 
that could create a lot of employment. Right. So. Okay. When we talk about this so, and other so, things with so you again. Twitter, no. Very so, briefly, John, I have to move on. So, like future generations, show will not think kind of us if we are to lose this very important part of our history. Okay. So it's a rich fabric of us, our age of cities. Great. It, well, show. thank and you. So, so the water is out in, uh, in my Ross there in Kiona Park, in Cosby Park, and also Watch House Cross until 2 o'clock. Once, once a councillor, always a councillor. Good man yourself. All right. Uh, thank you very much, Councillor John Costello and local activist Fionnan Cochran. Call Limerick today now on 461995.